Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are done. Plus, Princess Diana's fearful letter about Prince Charles resurfaces. A-Rod is spotted out with Ben Affleck's ex. And we're celebrating our 100th episode. It's June 22nd. Hi there. This is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. And for those faithful listeners out there, today is the 100th time you've heard me say that. (laughs) Yes, guys, it's Tuesday, and this is our 100th episode and counting of People Every Day podcast. I am both excited and on edge, and I will tell you why. This morning, I was heading to my desk, and when I turned on the light, the most horrific-looking thing crawled across the floor. It was a centipede, no joke. And the irony of me seeing the so-called 100-footed bug today is not lost on me. Those who know me know I do not do creepy, crawly things. If he pops out again, I might scream during the show. (laughs) But I'm excited for a number of reasons. Today's my son's last day of school, and we're going on vacation tomorrow. My family, not the show. My family, not the show. (laughs) Heading to the beach. Headphones and Mike are staying home, so you won't be hearing from me for a few days. But My amazing colleagues here at People will be filling in and bringing you all the news in my absence. But I'm here today and happy to mark this little milestone with my producer, Julia, and the rest of the very hardworking team. We're going to start off doing what we do best, breaking down the biggest news out there today, from the Royals to the Kardashians, with a little Billie Eilish and A-Rod sprinkled in between. (laughs) And then later, we'll take a fun, quick jog down People Everyday memory lane with some of my favorite celeb interview moments on the show. So don't miss that. Joining me now is People's London correspondent, Simon Perry, to take us through a developing royal story surrounding Prince Charles. Hi, Simon. Hi, Janine. Uh, Nice to talk to you and uh, happy uh, 100th, I guess it is. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so let's talk royals. Of course, we love to keep you informed on whatever the Windsors are doing here at People. So I think it's only fitting that we start with them today. There is a note making news, a note that was written by Princess Diana about Prince Charles. She wrote this back in 1995. We're taking it back there. Of course, they divorced in 1996. But the note first became public in 2003. And so, Simon, take us through, one, what's in this note. It's pretty inflammatory. And why we're hearing about it again now. Well, uh, yeah, this note um, sort of harks back to the bad old days, as it were, when uh, uh, Princess Diana was so estranged from her husband then, of course, Prince Charles. They hadn't divorced, uh, but they were um, uh, separated. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And she left a note for her 
butler at the time, Paul Burrell, saying uh, that she feared her husband would be planning an accident in her car. There would be brake failure, she talked about, and uh, causing serious head injury um, in, in order that um, he could then move on to someone else is, was, the, was the implication in the note. You know, That then bubbled up um, shortly after her death in 2003 um, via Paul Burrell. And uh, then um, Prince Charles was questioned about it uh, by the head of the Metropolitan Police, well, the police task force that was looking yeah. into the various conspiracies around her death. Yeah, well, you always have that, you know, ask the husband. <laughs> That's, I think, a, a common refrain, at least in America, when, you know, something happens to a wife for whatever reason, it's it's terrible, but they're like, look into the husband. Um, but to have this note there, but, but yeah, why now? Why, why are we hearing about this now? Again. Here in Britain, of course, and around the world, people will think about Princess Diana a lot of our, this time of year. She's her 60th birthday next week, uh, would have been her 60th birthday, I should say. And um, it's also the 40th anniversary coming up very soon of her wedding. So the Daily Mail went back to some of the characters involved at the time and asked them mm. about some of these um, things, about the, the, the events leading up to her death, basically. And, um, uh, yeah, touched on this note. And um, Lord Stevens, as he now is, uh, gave an interview where he talked about interviewing Prince Charles as mm. a witness um, over this note. He didn't know anything about this note until it was um, revealed in the media at the time, back in 2003, and mm -hmm. um, had no nothing really to... Um, he couldn't really shed light on why she wrote this, but um, and um, you know the police talked about him being a very completely cooperative and uh, and uh, straightforward witness. But um, yeah, it just harks back to a time when um, poor Diana was feeling very paranoid. Clearly, I mean Prince William's talked about that recently. You know, Prince William talked about the fact that the BBC team played into those fears in order to get the interview that they that they that they did in 95. Yeah, and you were you were there, Simon, you were at the her funeral. Take me into that moment just a little bit while I have you. Um what does this conjure this time of year conjure up for you having experienced, you know, that major send-off over in London? Yeah, it was um astonishing period. Um well, her death on the on the on the Saturday night Sunday morning. And then the, then the funeral the following Saturday, so six days between the two events, mm -hmm. was just the most extraordinary sort of reporting. I was new to people relatively. I think I'd been there three or four months. I'd been, been, been at people. And um, Britain had never seen anything like it in peacetime anyway, the sort of mourning and the collective sort of um, uh, um, emotion show of emotion that was going on yeah i think it was unprecedented in peacetime and i don't think it's been seen since to be honest either and then i was lucky if that's the right word but as a journalist lucky to be inside the abbey uh for the service wow. and um uh, a lot of the journalists were banned from being in there because of the way they'd behaved or their papers had behaved. Uh, Charles mm. Spencer didn't mm -hmm. want them in there. The most remarkable thing among many moments in there, Elton John playing the piano, his specially written song, seeing the brothers looking at their mum's coffin with the light shining down on the coffin and its with its flag on and the flowers and so on was just sort of almost haunting. But yeah. at the end of Charles Spencer, that's her brother's speech, his eulogy to her, uh, 
the crowd out in the parks that were watching on screens and things like that started clapping him. You know, he'd, he'd conjured up this great picture of his sister and her place in the world and her place in the royal family and her place of mum and so on. And um, the clapping started from afar and we could hear it inside the abbey, this old, incredible, ancient, you know, place of worship, very still and quiet. And as the clapping got louder and seemed to move towards the, the church, it came in through the doors and the and the congregation from the back downwards. It was like a wave. It was like a rustle wow. outside. It was the most amazing moment. It was strange, but um, fitting as well, you know. Wow. Oh, my goodness, Simon. So tell me about how the Battle of the Brothers, the new book, is doing over in the UK. It hasn't been released here in the States yet, um, but of course we got those details about uh, what really broke down William and Harry's relationship. And sadly, you know, this is all coming out as we've been talking about in, in, in the wake of, you know, being in the moment of celebrating Diana and she would have been 60 and all that. So, so what has the, the um, sense been like in the UK? Yeah, it's been front page of um, a lot of the newspapers here. Uh, people are talking about it again, of course. So um, it is widely uh, being talked about. Um, I think a lot of people are sad that it's still going on. But at the same time, you know, the royal family is uh, one of those touchstone sort of subjects. I guess I'm wondering, because I feel this way, are folks thinking, come on, you guys just let's get over it and, and get back together? Or have people taken sides? I think a lot of people have taken sides. A lot of people are siding with the Queen mm-hmm. and wish it would just go away in that respect. They want, you know, yeah. her, her last years not to be mired in this sort of thing. Uh, we've got a source in the piece in the magazine this week saying Prince Charles is shell-shocked by it all. Even Robert Lacey, the uh, author, he said, you know, I was sad to find that this is still so deep. But, um, you know, he's hope. He has hope, I think, like a lot of us, that uh, these two grown men will work it out one day. Oh, Simon, thanks so much. No problem. Nice to talk to you, Jenny. now to get into the top entertainment stories out there and People Platforms director Michelle Corston is here to help me do that. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Janine. So uh, Chloe and Tristan are no longer, it sounds like, right? On, off, on, off, off. off. Chloe Kardashian Kardashian, and Tristan Thompson um, have split. We have that confirmed here at People as of today, though. What are we hearing about when all this really shook out? So the timeline is a little bit murky. Mm. Um, There have been a number of allegations about Mm -hmm. cheating or at least maybe behavior you don't want your boyfriend to be engaging in. Um, Over the past few months, um, there was a woman who claimed he was the father of her child. They said that was definitively not true. There was another woman who claimed they hooked up in the fall. Um, And then the kind of most salacious allegation is from last weekend, alleging that Tristan, you know, spent the day with Chloe. He was in town for Father's Day. They hadn't been photographed together in a few months. Um, And then after hanging out with Chloe, went to this big party by this like A-list bodyguard where people like Drake were like Mm -hmm. lots of um, celebrities and that he went into a room with three women and 
according to the Daily Mail, came out looking, quote, disheveled. Oh, my goodness. So, right. I mean, it's it sounds like the whole where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, she finally decided, uh, you know, she, she wants out of the kitchen. <laughs> if I'm going to extend that analogy <laughs> and, and twist it. It's, it's really sad because um, fans just watched the Keeping It With The Kardashians finale and reunion hosted mm-hmm. by Andy Cohen. It concluded on Sunday. And, um, you know, they've talked a lot about all of the allegations against Tristan over the years and why Chloe stuck by his side. And Yeah, I mean, you know, Jordan she, Woods, that was the last really, really big, oh my big one, right? Yes, they and they, they got over that. And it really seems like in quarantine, um, they reconnected on a romantic level. They were trying to have a second baby. Yes. Um, so I'm curious what the status of that process is. She had a surrogate drop out and, and at the time of the taping um, was still exploring options. But it's it's just really sad. I, I really feel for Chloe, especially for this all to go down in such a public way. And you know, there's fans who are thinking, we told you so, but yeah. you know, you can't fault her. And that's just so hard to deal. I mean, it's something that she's been having to deal with since the very beginning. Of course, Tristan has one son, um, Prince Thompson, with Jordan Craig, and there were a lot of rumors that he had, you know, cheated on her with Chloe that they had to face down in the beginning of their relationship. And then they got together and they have True Thompson, um, their child. And like you said, it's just been this roller coaster back and forth where they've just been dogged by rumors and real <laughs> cheating issues. Um, I bring up the whole Jordan Woods situation. And that was like she was inside the Kardashian circle, basically a family member um, when that all went down and the kiss at the party and and all of that. Um, it's just been one thing after another with him and Chloe. She's been through so much. I mean, even before this Tristan Circus, Lamar. Yeah. I mean, they were in love and they had this beautiful whirlwind romance but you know he had demons he had addiction that he's been very open about and he also he was cheating on her too so i just we really i just wish chloe the best and i i hope that that this is the final straw because i just don't think it's healthy for her to keep trying to trust him and our sources say that she can't trust him anymore like it's that simple it's it's done Next up, more on today's top stories, and we revisit some of my favorite celebrity interviews to mark our 100th episode. Stay tuned. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. I'm back now with Michelle Coriston. And Michelle, let's shift over to Billie Eilish, who is just issuing a big apology. We've seen this from so many stars lately, uh, just missteps and being called on it and having to take to social media and take to fans and say, eek, I, I messed up. So tell us a little bit about what she has done. She has so many fans. She's so beloved, but she really kind of stepped in it recently. 
Yeah, so there's this video going around social media that's like a compilation of different alleged things she's done or said that contain like racial slurs and are just really insensitive and inappropriate. Now, she released a statement apologizing. She pointed out that she was 13 or 14 when this happened, and she acknowledged that there is a video mm-hmm. of her lip syncing mm-hmm. a, sl- a slur against the Asian community. She admitted this has happened. She said that she didn't know what that word meant and it was in a song um but she fully apologized the other issue this is something that's kind of been going on for her whole career um is people have accused her of kind of faking like a mm-hmm, black scent mm-hmm. when she talks or when she sings and kind of appropriating culture in that way there is a bit in that video where she's speaking in this accent this voice that people took to be making fun of of asian people she says it's just a gibberish voice and i will say in her documentary it does seem like this just like weird little voice that she and her family use. She, yeah, they have an intonation like uh, that. I've seen that as well. And then it's just in her music, I mean, she she conjures so many different sounds and and things like that. But this, yeah, it, especially coupled with some of the other things that she's clearly apologizing for, rub people the wrong way. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it does. There are people are saying that some of the tweets mm. that have popped up were photoshopped. As we've seen, even just with the recent, like, Michael Costello, Chrissy Teigen drama, like, that is yeah. totally possible. But she is acknowledging these these two things, the the gibberish voice and the, the, the slur that she mouthed. And, you know, it is inexcusable, but I'm glad she's taking accountability. Wow. Yeah. And you, you said it. So there's Chrissy Teigen, who kind of went on this apology tour recently, um, uh, Ellie Kemper uh, for Pasta. So this is just the new wave of you know, looking at digging these things up, they are they are there and ripe for the taking. And you have so many um, stars just kind of reflecting on that history. So super interesting um, to see that. Can we get into the story I was pretty, pretty interested in this morning? The last one for us today, A-Rod. A-Rod um, has a new old friend, I guess. <laughs> yes. And 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 this is a wildly interesting one for me. Um, Lindsay Shookus. If people don't remember that name, can you remind folks who this is? Lindsay Shookus is a Saturday Night Live producer who, um, you know, kind of gained fame outside of like New York circles when she was dating our very own Ben Affleck who um, is now back with his ex, Jennifer Lopez, whose ex, very recent ex-fiance <laughs> is Alex Rodriguez, who now we're learning has been old friends with Lindsay for like 15 years. But we didn't realize that when we saw them photographed hanging out together. And it seems like maybe a little, little petty revenge moment, which of course we love. Um, mm. But like Hollywood is small, Janine. Like seriously. It's super tiny. But wait, I didn't know it was this small because I, you know, <laughs> I used to be a TV writer and I covered uh, SNL a lot. I covered their whole 40th anniversary or the, you know that whole thing. Yep. And I I remember going to dinner um, at Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels had a big dinner um, at like Wolfgang Puck's in the city and Lindsay Shookus was there. Um, she works, you know, very closely on everything with that show. And she was so sweet and I met and she had just had her baby and we were talking about all of that. And I 
know. I've never seen A-Rod just hanging around with Lindsay Shook. Like, just, we get pictures all the time of, like, you know, the cast leaving and the producers leaving SNL. We see these pictures. Why is it just now that we're hearing and seeing about this longstanding friendship? Listen, um, (laughs) A-Rod is in his feelings. I think that's clear from his Instagram content. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you know what? Like, I'm I'm here for it. Like I would love <laughs> to know what they were chit chatting about. It, it, it's, I mean, I I support J Lo no matter what. Like she's a queen and she should be with whoever she wants to be with. I don't think anyone's good enough for her. Um, but she's the best. <laughs> and it seems like she and Ben everything we've heard from sources is that they're really happy. They never had like bad blood. It was just kind of like yeah. timing where things didn't work out. And then obviously they went and and had their own like relationships after mm-hmm. that. Had kids and then now they're finding each other again. It's beautiful. But you know, um. If A-Rod's being petty, like, fine. I did tell my producer, though, this this reminded me of a Shania Twain situation. <gasps> where, you know, yeah, yeah, right? Swap. The husband swap. Well, they weren't married oh, they in weren't. this case. But um, no, no, no. I'm saying J-Lo and them. They didn't get that far. But <laughs> there is kind of a swap situation, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Shania. That was iconic. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Shania Twain Taking it back. So I'm taking much. it back. <laughs> wow. There's just those tabloid stories, like, every, like, 10 years that you really just want to know everything about and they're they're iconic for real well michelle thank you so much i i really appreciate all of your expertise on this stuff thanks janine People Every Day launched back in February, and it's hard to believe we're already 100 shows in. I was fresh off of maternity leave, and we hit the ground running. I love talking through the biggest news of the day with my colleagues, but I also love getting to catch up with the stars and bringing their worlds to you all. So here are a few of my favorite celebrity interview moments from the past few months, starting off with Tiffany Haddish on episode 10, wanting me to tell her about what boyfriend Common said he was looking for in a woman. I, I didn't get to tell you, but I, I I sat down with Common for a while when he released his book, and I and I did that story for the magazine, and he just went on. You know, you usually ask, and and they're like, oh, I don't know what I want. He was like, no, I want a woman that's this, this, and this strong black woman, beautiful, all of that. And then to see you guys come together, I'm like, yes, he meant it. He wasn't just talking. You I know? need to read this article so I can check him on it and be like, you said you wanted this. Now get your <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, you said in 2019 that. (laughs) There was episode 26 with women's rights activist and hero Malala Yousafzai, who took me into the moment she decided to keep fighting for change after the vicious attack on her life. The the terrorists wanted to to silence me forever, and they did make that attempt, and it it just did not succeed. Like, you know, it... uh, the bullet went like so close to the brain and you know if you still survive from such uh, you know incident you realize that maybe you're here for for a reason that this is a second life uh, and you're here for a purpose and for me that was like the education of girls okay I love this next one because I had some sweet help my son popped on to episode 37 and interviewed actor and troll star Skylar Aston for a second listen to that hey hi Skylar what's going on you want to I ask him a question? On the show. I have a question. 
Okay. My question is, how do you sound like Branch? All right, last one I'll give you is from episode 58 when legendary musician Sheila E. was on to remember Prince and blew us all away playing the drums like only she can. There's so much more. There was Chelsea Clinton or Kerry Washington, Trisha Yearwood, Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. I I love doing this show, you guys, and I appreciate you all for tuning in every day. And now, one more thing I love before I head out, something to make you smile. If you haven't heard, an NFL player has just made history. On Monday, 28-year-old Carl Nassib, a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, became the first active NFL player to come out as gay. He made the announcement on Instagram. Here's a snippet of what he said. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. To mark the occasion, Carl donated $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services for the LGBTQIA community. And NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell stepped up to show his support by saying the league is proud that Carl shared his truth. Well, with that, guys, I will talk to you all soon. 